This morning, as we stand in between Christmas and New Year, we have before us a choice. How will we enter 2021? We could stumble into the new year, taking with us the disappointment, distraction and discouragement that has come from 2020 and remain in that place. Or we can step into the new year, acknowledging the struggles of 2020, but choosing to have a new perspective, a fresh new focus for 2021. Our decision will impact how we deal with, with what's on the horizon and the continued pandemic restrictions, complexities caused by Brexit, increased socio-economic pressures, and as a church moving into the Hubhart home site. What will you decide? I was praying a few weeks ago and God led me to read uh, and then pray through Psalm 115 verse one. It says, not to us, Lord, not to us, but to your name be the glory because of your love and faithfulness. I sense God calling me and us through this verse to intentionally choose to make him and his glory our focus and perspective, irrespective of the situations we find ourselves in. I recognise though, as a pastor and as a person, that those are easy words to say, to make God and his glory our focus, irrespective of our situation. Easy to say, but, but hard to do. If we take this seriously, it will involve laying down our rights to have things our way in our church, in our family, in our work, in our communities. Instead, we're taking up God's way, not our way, but God's way for his glory. I want us as a church, a family of individuals, um, to, to step into, in, in a unified way, step into 2021 with a choice to make God our focus and glorifying him our focus. So often at this time of year, people make New Year's resolutions as an intentional way of stepping into the new year in a fresh way with resolve to make the new year different from the, the one that has just gone, to make it better, to improve ourselves. And yet lots of us fall back on those resolutions very quickly. I wonder why that is. In his book, um, Start With Why, Simon Sinek proposes that if we know our purpose of existence, if we know our why, then all other decisions, every single other decision flows out of it. That The hows and the whats, they flow from us knowing the why. So what is your why? Over the next month, we will be aiming to get in shape as a church, devoting ourselves to God in prayer, out of love and reverence and gratitude to him. This Sunday, we will refocus on the why, i.e. Um, why do we exist as a church? What is our purpose? And then the Sundays in January will cover some of the hows, how we fulfill our purpose as a family of believers. So let's start with why. In 1647, a year where Christmas celebrations were cancelled in the UK, Christian leaders presented to Parliament a list of statements of belief. It was a unifying document called the Westminster Catechism, intended to bring together churches across the UK for Jesus' sake and for his glory. The first statement asked the question, what is the chief aim of man? What's the why? Why do we exist? And the answer that they concluded through prayer and analysis of the Bible was to glorify God and enjoy him forever. What does that mean? Glory is a twofold word that sums up God's goodness 
his awesomeness, his power, his beauty, his majesty, his holiness, his praiseworthiness, his abundance, his honour, his, his splendour, his extravagant love and his unending grace. Glory also is an action of worship, uh, giving God the glory, lifting him up and showing him as he really is. So glory is something that God is and has, and also glory can be something that we give to God or to other things. To give him the glory declares what God is really like through our words, our creativity, actions and attitudes and life choices. John Piper said, the glory of God is, is the going public of God's holiness. God loves to go public with how he really is. He, he wants people to know him in his perfection, in his greatness, in his extravagant love and grace. He wants us to know that and not just know it in our heads, but to experience his glory as we meet with him. If we make this decision to glorify God and enjoy him forever, if we make that decision, and, and it is a daily choice to glorify him, then all of our other decisions are impacted by it. It's a decision that will become a focus and a filter through which all the decisions in the year ahead will be seen and made. Not to us, Lord. Not to us. But to your name be the glory because of your love and faithfulness. In order to help us to do this, I want us to take a brief look at three moments in time. Firstly, the angels on the night of Jesus' birth, Jesus himself in the Garden of Gethsemane, and, and then thirdly, us as individuals and as, as a church family in the current context. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased, sang the angels in that Bethlehem sky. We see that in Luke chapter 2 verse 14. On the night that Jesus was born, they had made the decision to glorify God. Their purpose was to show him as, as he really is, pointing out his wonder, his beautiful holiness, his complete otherness, the greatness of his love, the extravagance of his grace. They declared it full, full of singing from that Bethlehem sky or in that Bethlehem sky. You might be thinking um, the angels did that because that's what they're made to do like some kind of robotic pre-programmed beings. No, actually angels in the Bible were created to glorify God. That's their core purpose, that's their why. But as with humans, they aren't forced to do so. They have a choice to glorify God or not. Ezekiel 28, Isaiah 14, Jude 1 verse 6, Revelation 12, 7 to 9, and 2 Peter 2 verse 4, among other passages in the Bible, all point towards the fact that angels are, or at least were, creatures with free will, who mainly choose to glorify God with everything that they are. I say mainly, mainly choose, because Lucifer, also known as Satan, was an angel who chose not to, and a third of heaven's angelic army chose not to live out out of the purpose that they were created for and they chose instead to become a demonic army living for the glory of themselves and Satan rather than living for the glory of God. Their own agenda rather than God's good purpose and the purpose that they were made for. But these angels in the Bethlehem sky had chosen to give their lives to the purpose for which they were created, to bring glory to God and everything that they, they were, uh, they were going to do that uh, for God's glory. They went public that first Christmas with the wonder of God. Not to us, Lord. 
not to us, but to your name be the glory because of your love and your faithfulness. Let's now consider Jesus. We've just celebrated his birth, but I want to go uh, to uh, the account of hours just before his death, the Easter narrative, the Passion narrative. We see Jesus praying in a similar way to Psalm 115 verse 1. Psalm 115 is part of a collection of psalms, a collection of prayers and songs that, that would have been included in the Passover celebrations. The meal that Jesus shared with his disciples the night he was arrested. Would Psalm 115 still been on, on Jesus' lips as he cried out to God in prayer, cried out to, the, to, to God the Father in the Garden of Gethsemane, having just sung those psalms in the Passover meal, would they have still been on his lips as he knelt and, and prayed and cried out to God? Jesus had a choice before him, his way or God's way. Would he choose to glorify God in all circumstances? We read in Luke chapter 22, verse 42, that Jesus prays, not my will, Lord, but yours be done. Jesus had a choice and we see in his prayer an act of surrender and submission. Jesus' prayer positions himself humbly before God. And Psalm 115 does the same. It lifts up the name of God, but puts us in, a, right, in the right position before him. We can't pray it without a humble attitude or at least an act of surrender. Ultimately, um, we see God, God being glorified in Jesus as he goes to the cross. As he is lifted high, God is glorified. A, a wonderful expression of his, his extravagant love and grace. His perfect holiness given so that we could encounter him. Not to us, Lord. Not to us, but to your name be the glory because of your love and your faithfulness. Let's think about us and the church. The choice is before us. Will we as individuals and as a church family make this decision? Not to us, Lord. Not to us, but to your name be the glory because of your love and your faithfulness. Will we adopt this as our focus as we enter into 2021? Will it become a filter through which we can make other decisions? Our why, and from our, knowing our why, our hows and our whats will flow. It's a decision that will mean sacrifice and humility. But it, it is a decision that will lead to more of him, more of God's kingdom, more of his ways, more of his freedom, more of his flourishing, more of his blessing and life coming. It's one decision that will help you and us as a family together to get in shape, the shape that God wants us to be in 2021. It's a hard decision. It's a costly decision, but it will bring about a fresh sense of purpose identity, clarity and intentionality. Over the coming weeks, as we enter into a month of prayer in January, we will look at how we can glorify God with our sex lives, our fitness, our finance, our relationships with others. Not to us, Lord, not to us, but to your name be the glory because of your love and faithfulness. The angels made the decision to glorify God. It became their why. Jesus himself made that decision. It became his why. Will we, will you and I, 
make it our decision and our why. It might be that you're watching today and, and you're searching for purpose in your life. 2020 has rocked your foundations. It's rocked all of our foundations. And, and it might be that you're seeking for direction and hope, a reason for living. I want to tell you that God made you for a purpose. He made you on purpose and, and with a purpose. And that purpose was to live with him in, in a relationship of love, truth and grace through Jesus. And to live in a way that glorifies him. If you're wanting to live for this purpose, whether for the first time or recommitting to live for the glory of God in 2021, I'd like you to pray with me now. I'm going to use the words of Psalm 115, verse 1. Not to us, Lord, not to us, but to your name be the glory because of your love and faithfulness. Not to us, Lord, not to us, but to your name be the glory because of your love and faithfulness. Amen.